And good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, April 27th, 2016. Wow, we're heading into May and in a week from now. It's just unbelievable. Uh, question for you, especially for the guys. Do you know what women want? Well, we're going to discuss that. And it's a question that I'm sure lots of guys have asked themselves. And then they've scratched their heads and throw their hands up in the air and said, ah, the hell with it. <laughs> but we're going to talk to Dr. Catherine Foster, who wrote a book called What Women Want, Really, A Pocket Guide for Men. And since this is Guys Guys Radio, it's a perfect forum to discuss her book. She's going to be joining us in about 10 minutes. So we're going to talk a little bit first. Uh, I'm going to give you an overview as to what I've been doing, what's going on in the world, and uh, how we're going to shape the Guys Guys radio show going forward in the future. So let's start out by just talking about, you know, it's about what women want. And I think it's a great topic. The whole Guys Guys movement, as you know, hopefully by now, my my listeners out there, uh, it all started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, which is a story about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York's Madison Avenue. And it's really about love, though. Uh, the main character, a guy by the name of Max Halliday, he is uh, asked to write a column for his ex-girlfriend's new kind of girl power magazine. And uh, he's asked to write a column about men for women. And he doesn't want to do it because he's like, yeah, come on. And like most guys would say, I'm not going to do that. And uh, eventually some things occur, which inspire him, if you will, motivate him, if you will, to write that column. And the name of the column is, drum roll, please, The Guy's Guy's Guy to Love. And throughout the book, we have a series of his columns and also a story about him and his uh, friend, Roger Fox, who he bases a lot of the column on because it's based on Roger's kind of bad behavior with women. And things get turned upside down about midway through the story, and things go on from there. I'm not going to tell you what happens. But the book has uh, been widely reviewed very positively. It's on probably the best place to pick it up is on Amazon. You can get the physical copy or in the ebook. It is in some bookstores, but it's easier, you know, everything. It's so much easier to shop online these days for everything. And uh, then we started with uh, robertmanny.com, my uh, website and my blog, which is similar to kind of what Max writes about, but it's not called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. My blog is of, on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And we cover relationships and we cover wellness for guys. And really what I want to do is uh, kind of carry on when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. That's kind of the guy's guy's credo, that and better men, better world. But it's really about everybody winning, not in a Charlie Sheehan type of winning, but in a winning where everybody can really appreciate each other. Men and women can kind of bridge that chasm, that communication chasm between each other. And we're going to be talking to, about that a lot with uh, Dr. Catherine when she calls in. And it's also just making it, the world a better place for relationships and in, in, in general. So I also started blogging about wellness and spirituality because I've had, with Guys Guys Radio, we started out talking about relationships a lot. And then we've kind of evolved into picking up a lot of uh, authors. And I've been interviewing people. And uh, over, over time, I've been sent a lot of authors of relationship coaches, authors, entertainers, et cetera, sports, fantasy, sports experts. Uh, we, we're, and it's all about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. But my own personal journey has been one of uh, both wellness skewed as well as spirituality skewed. I kind of have kind of shifted gears away from my traditional career of advertising and, and building this guy's guy's brand with the pillars of a novel which is the first and what will be a trilogy guys, guys radio, which is on blog talk radio and is also available. All 180 plus podcasts are uh, available on iTunes. So you can subscribe to that and just listen whenever you want. Uh, you can always call into the show. If you have a question about anything, our number is three, four, seven, nine, four, five, 
347-945-5834. And uh, we have done, as I mentioned, over 180 podcasts. I'm also on Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny author, where we have some videos, some interviews, some promotional videos, et cetera. And then uh, also you can hook me up uh, on Facebook. Uh, Robert Manny author is my professional page. And if you just want to friend me, Robert Manny, uh, I still have some room on there for that. And I always like meeting new people, particularly people who appreciate what I'm doing because we're trying to do something positive here. So that's kind of the whole uh foundation of the guys guys the guys guys uh, brand if you will quote unquote brand we also i have uh, written the screenplay and are out pitching that right now for uh, adaptation of the novel i've got a scripted tv series pilot and a treatment that i'm out there pitching also some non-scripted guys guys ideas and uh i have a literary agent who's pitching a couple of uh one particular Guys, guys, nonfiction book, and I'm just about to submit a very specific guys, guys, nonfiction self-help book that uh, we're both very excited about, and hopefully uh, that'll that'll get picked up and take off. And when it does, all the other pieces will kind of tumble into place. At least that's the plan. But we have to be flexible. But as I mentioned, you know, the I went from relationships because the book is kind of about relationships. And then wellness because uh, I had and spirituality because I shifted out of advertising, as I mentioned. And uh, when you go on your own path and building your own business, you start to get to know yourself a lot better. There's more qu- quiet time, if you will, time you're working with yourself. I'd been used to for years and years of, you know, going to the office, particularly ad agencies where there's a lot of a lot of commotion, a lot of energy, a lot of anxiety, a lot of eagerness, a lot of creativity. Uh, going around. And I I really enjoy working in tandem with other people. And I enjoy leading also. Uh, So this is different for me. But I really feel like I'm in a position to contribute doing the guys guys thing. So I'm still very, very excited about what we're doing. And I keep plugging away because with anything, showing up is is half the game. You have to be in it to win it. And you have to keep you know, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in, be passionate and believe in your message and you just have to stay at it. So I've got things lined up to work on throughout this year and uh, I'm having fun with it. And I really like my guests. I love doing guys, guys radio. I love hearing from callers and I love it when people read my blog and uh, uh, which is on robertmanny.com. We just got picked up by the way, um, by uh, two things we just had promotionally. A Dating Over 40 website is featuring me, as well as uh, uh, I've been named one of the top online dating gurus um, by uh, the name of the site is, let's see, Oh La La, which is uh, blog. Oh La La, O H L A L A dot com. And they've made me, they put me in the top five with a big picture in my bio. So I'm very pleased about that. We'll be promoting that uh, online. Um, So that's kind of what the brand is all about. So let's talk about what's going on out there in kind of guys, guys world. Well, here we are from our guys, guys radio studio in Harlem, New York City. Gorgeous weather we're having. Nice spring. You know, you get some clouds. Some days are cooler than others. But overall, we're having a very nice spring everything's in full bloom. I, uh, I actually had some time and, uh, and by responsibility to take care of my young son today, he is just, he's going to be three in about two weeks. And it's really amazing when, uh, I don't know if it's, this is more with little boys and little girls, but he's putting sentences together. Now he's very, he's very perceptive and he remembers everything. Um, but putting the words together, I think for the for the boys, maybe they're a little slower. But now everything's starting to flow. He does say what he wants whenever he wants. He's a very willful little kid. But it's funny because he speaks in the th- first uh, third person. So he's like, Sky wanna, Sky wanna go uphill <laughs> instead of I wanna go up the hill. Uh, so it's really cute and. Uh, so we spent some time together and we went to Central Park and it's just absolutely gorgeous. The amount of volunteers they have there, the amount of work they're doing on Central Park is just incredible. We're very pleased about that. 
real quick because I think Dr. Foster has called in. But let's quickly mention Prince. We know Prince passed this past week. It's amazing with uh, social media. Every time I go online, go on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, there's something else, another piece of footage, another Prince, Prince tribute. And he was an amazingly original artist, uh, a great guitar player and super creative. And apparently he's got oodles and oodles of music that hasn't been released yet. And it's very sad that a guy uh, like him, who seemed so full of creativity and so full of life, had uh, apparently some painkiller issues and they, you know, they did an autopsy, so we don't know exactly what happened, but it sounded like he was had to take a lot of painkillers because he had uh, hip issues from dancing in heels all those years. So, uh, and he doesn't have this interesting a guy like that who had all that money, no will, no parents, no kids, no spouse. So he has a sister. And there's a law firm that's dealing with the state. And boy, that's going to get messy, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, we send our prayers to him and thank him for all the wonderful music he graced us with. We've got also the crazy election stuff. I just was, uh, as I was working from home today, saw a little bit of Donald Trump's foreign policy speech was pretty hilarious in that he didn't really say too much. And he got some of his facts wrong, as usual, but he's trying and then we just saw that Ted Cruz is uh, who's way behind is saying that he's got Carly Fiorina to be his to be his uh, vice president. But I, <laughs> he's got a ways to go to get the nomination in the Republican Party. So anyhow, let's talk about our guest, because I think she's here. We can uh, we can use this as a segue. What women want, really. Uh, Dr. Catherine Foster, she's a psychologist, private practice in Fort Worth, Texas. She's got a master's in marriage and family therapy and a PhD in psychology. She's been practicing for over 25 years, and she wrote a a couple of novels, one, Finding My Way, and then she has another nonfiction book, The Naked Truth About Men and Romance. And uh, we'll get her on here in a moment, but this book that she wrote, I read and took some notes on, and I have some questions for It's called What Women Want, Really, A Pocket Guide for Men. It's a great concept because... A lot of times guys are, they're confused or they, they don't know what to do when it comes to women because we, we are a little bit of the men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And Dr. Foster's book puts it into a nice, easily digestible context, but really lays it on uh, the guys to take ownership for, you know, how, how they have to shift their way of dealing with women uh, if they want to be successful. Now, they don't have to. But if they want to be successful for women, there's some things they're going to have to do. So let's get her on here right now. Dr. Foster, good evening. Hello, Robert. Good to be back with you. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for coming back on the show. And thank you for this lovely book you put together. I've got lots (laughs) of questions. Um, You know, the first thing I want to ask you about is, you know, you say women feel their thinking. And there's a lot of differences between men and women. And the book's for (laughs) men. So... Well, we have some men listeners. We have some women listeners out there. But tell us, talk to us a little bit about that. Women feel their thinking. Well, uh, let let's go back to basic brain for women. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you if you if you put a woman's brain into a sophisticated MRI, um, we know that by the time she turns seventeen, her brain has transformed so that she processes emotion now in the cerebral cortex. That's where higher mental functioning takes place, like reflection and reasoning and a lot of the language skills. So she can now easily explain what she feels, why she feels what she does. She can hook words up to feelings. She can reason through her emotion. It's kind of like when this thing happens around adolescence or somewhere by the time 17 hits, her emotional intelligence and like her ability to read people has taken a leap. And so, yes, she does think her feelings. She does feel her thoughts. Now, uh, the important thing here is that a guy in a romance has to realize that because of uh, her different brain structure, her identity becomes associated with these thought feelings. So, Mm -hmm. you know, to ignore that, that's not going to (laughs) work. Got it. Um, Now, what was your kind of, uh, what flipped the switch for you and inspired you to write this book? You know, two-thirds of divorces are now initiated by women. 
Um, some are saying that that among college educated women, it's ninety percent. But but I I believe it's because women are expecting something from men that for men is a learned behavior. I don't mean that it's super hard to do. I just mean it's not intuitive for guys. So mm-hmm. even even though the book What Women Want really is is written for guys because it's concise, it's bullet pointed, it's like a tool. Okay, it's it's really meant to be read by couples. And it includes yep. discussion questions that make it easy for both of them to talk about what they need in kind of a neutral way. Okay. Um, you mentioned that uh, you really break it down. This is my uh, mm-hmm. one part of the book that I laughed because you really break down <laughs> how men are. Very yeah. an, an interesting yeah. metaphor, which is a penis is a metaphor for the man's psyche. Could you uh, yeah. elaborate on that? Because I laughed when I read it and I, I, I can't disagree with it. <laughs> okay, good. I'm so glad you laughed. Um, the the thing that I mean by that is a penis gets hard and is sometimes aggressive, and a penis gets soft and it's sometimes kind of withdrawn. Men have to show their soft and hard sides to a woman. I mean, she's not she's you know women are are drawn to a guy to his strength, his confidence, maybe the the hard part of his psyche, you know. They they like that. They're drawn to it. But a woman is going to fall in love and keep committing over and over again if he will reveal his softer side to her. He's got to do he's got to show some need for her. He can't just be aloof and strong and, you know, distant. He's he's got to he's got to talk about, you know, what's going on with him. Now, you know, I, I, an illustration I like to give is that if you have if you have two women getting together and they want to make their friendship closer, we know we can predict what they're going to do, how they're going to go about that. They are going to disclose negative emotion mm-hmm. to one another. Yep. That's how they get close. They get really real, really genuine. You know, now if she tries doing that with her guy, which she's going to do because she wants to create closeness with him too, she runs into a stumbling block. Because a, a lot of times a guy doesn't know what she's doing, and she's starting to talk about negative emotion like, you know, I felt so sad at work today when something happened, you know, and she, she tries to talk about that. She's being very real to create closeness. But he may think, oh, oh boy, 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 let's not, let's not go here. Let's get her out of that as fast as we can. So when when – he does that, then she backs up and, and punts and think, okay, now, now what do I do? So she does what a lot of women do, and that's she begins interviewing him <clears throat> and trying to get him to talk about his feelings. Now, this is not the best path because men, men's minds are organized in such a way that they often feel neutral. They feel fine, and they don't really want to move into all those feelings. So then, then you have him backing off, you know, she's not getting anything from him. Now, and the problem comes when the woman thinks, boy, he doesn't want to get close. Okay, let me, let me, yeah. let me ask you this. Um, let's mm-hmm. back it up for a second because I have two questions, and I'm to- totally on board with what you're saying. Here's a little bit of a conundrum for, for men because mm-hmm. I read it as a neutral, and then I kind of reread it as a guy and said, well, you know, all these things that, you know, basically – as I said in my lead-in, you know, these are things, the suggestions for if men want to be successful communicating yeah. with women and communication, good communication will lead to good physical intimacy yes. as well yes. as mental right. intimacy. Mm-hmm. So, but when a guy, so the guy doesn't have to do it. So this is your suggestions are, this is what you need to do. So a guy has to really change his behavior. So there's a couple of things w- with that. One is, mm-hmm. you know, the guy the, you don't want to become like pandering to say these things that are on, are on as a man. And I read this. I'm like, you know, at the very end of the book, you ne- mentioned some things that a guy can say, definitely score points. Let me, let me read them to you. Okay. And it goes back to this point that I, I want to make, which is about um, how, how, you know, why there's a kind of a challenge with some of the things you suggest. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but it's tough mm-hmm. for guys. Like saying it things is. like, I need, I need your acceptance. I need our relationship. I want to feel very close to you. I want to really understand. And guys, that's not natural for them to say that because that's yeah. just not how we are. So right. if, you're, if you're saying that, 
you don't want to you want to be authentic because women like authenticity also. Yes. Not if you're an authentic yes. jerk, but if you're authentic, you know, you're a regular real man, um, mm-hmm. because women today want men to be men. So mm-hmm. here's kind of a complicated, multifaceted question. It Being is, that it? <laughs> women want men to be men, mm-hmm. a lot of these vulnerabilities and a lot of these behaviors and things, words that women need to hear from men are feel weak if you're a man. Mm -hmm, Unless mm -hmm. you look at the bigger picture. So Mm -hmm. for guys, as a reader and as a man saying, oh, because I read and said, okay, I I see that. I can communicate with my wife better Mm -hmm, if I I do some of these things. That's absolutely 100% right. I totally agree. But Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, forgive me, I don't want to be like bullshitting her. I want it to be real. Help me out with that. Well, well, number one, I think a guy has to, when when he's going to say stuff like that, he's got to imagine what it would be like if he had four times the access to emotion that he's got right now. Because, see, see, a woman has, you know, we all have a bridge between our left and right hemispheres of the brain. Only in a woman, that bridge is four times as thick as it is in a, in a guy. Now, that gives mm-hmm. her access, more access to the 412 different feelings that have been identified. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yep. as in, you know, and so women feel more strongly and they feel more often than guys do. So if he, if he won't come forward with some words that involve emotion, he doesn't reach her very well. So, so I think the, the extending of himself is really worth it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, that being said, Robert, let, let me say one more thing. It is more important that he gets a woman to talk than that he talks. Okay. 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 That's good. Be, be, because, because we don't talk like you know, that. Men don't talk to, like that to each other. When we have a no. problem or something that we need to confide in a friend, we'll pull one of our good friends aside and tell him what the issue, just to have a sounding board. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we're solutions-oriented. We're mm-hmm. fact-oriented, so we listen yep. for ideas. Yep. But we don't, yep. we don't, men, to another line. man doesn't, yep. uh, you know, show their vulnerable side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when right. you're doing that with a woman, it's a different, it's, it's, it's changing male behavior. It is, it, it is. But mm-hmm. understand that women change their behavior to be with men too. I mean, you know, you know, love Good includes point. a stretch, I think. You know, I, I don't think it really feels like you're loving unless there's, some stretch to it, you know? Sure. So if you're a guy, then um, you need to, I guess what you're saying is you need to, if you want to really get on the same wavelength and have a deeper relationship and get all those goodies that you want, you're going to have to authentically begin to tap into your uh, heart, if you will, and start Mm -hmm. to reveal yourself while being somewhat careful about not coming across as a total pussy, if you will, because women are kind of turned off by that because, you know, people are people and, you know, guys can quickly fall into being a total wuss. And I don't think that's a turn on for women, women, you know, so it's a very slippery slope for guys. You want to be vulnerable, but you don't want to be weak. She wants me to be a man, but she doesn't want Mm -hmm. to be be macho. She wants Mm -hmm. me to come up with a date, the plan for the date. But mm-hmm, she wants mm-hmm. to, she might not like it. And then she's going to decide what to do. And for guys, they just, a lot of guys just shut down. They say, you know what, uh, whatever, whatever she wants, as long as I get laid or something out of this, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine. And I'm just, yeah. you know, then I'll turn on ESPN and then the NFL drafts tomorrow and whatever. So it's really, mm-hmm. I think your advice and the book is terrific and everything's right on. It's just when you're a guy. Yeah, I know. The it, challenge well, is how do you make those steps? How do you get yourself, if you're a man, into into a position where you are, can feel authentic when you're saying the things that don't come natural to you, even though they could be real in your heart. I mean, pulling them out of there is really tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, it is. It is. I do, do empathize with that. Um, but I think a, a guy has to picture a woman's brain and how different it is that she has this ready access to these feelings and she feels them all the time and she feels them pretty strongly. So if in the rest of her life, she's, you know, she's feeling 
these feelings. She's really in touch with them. And then he doesn't say anything related to, um, you know, I love being with you. You know, it makes me so happy to be, you know, any emotional language like that. It, it's just, it, it, it doesn't feel like that relationship is quite special enough. If that makes sense. That's a, that but, makes but Robert, perfect let, sense. Let, let me, but let me say something that relates to that. Again, Please. I want to clarify that it is more important that he gets her to talk. Women okay. talk about three times as much as men do. Now, that's, that's not true. Like if you take measurements like in the business world or something, that's, that's different. But, mm-hmm. but, but in a personal life, women, women do. Now, I like to give this, this illustration because I think, I think this puts things in perspective. As she's talking, her feelings are rising in her. So I compare this to the feelings a guy might have if he's having sex. The intensity may get stronger as he goes along. Mm-hmm. So if a guy interrupts a woman when she's talking in a feeling kind of way, it's like if during sex she jumps up and says, you know, I'm going to run down to the kitchen and just get a cup of coffee. <laughs> I hear you. Pretty dismissive, point. right? Pretty yeah. dismissive, yeah. right? Because you've you got to figure, a guy's identity has a lot to do with being sexual. You know, mm-hmm. a, sure. a woman's identity has a lot to do with expressing thought feelings. So... You know, if you, if you can just imagine that, you know, you do not want not a woman jumping up getting coffee. <laughs> no, not, absolutely not. Or spilling coffee would be even worse. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um, how about this? And this is a common mm-hmm. issue. And I could say I this is an issue for me. My wife is highly intelligent. She's got two masters and mm-hmm. she teaches yoga teachers and she's, you know, mm-hmm. tapped in from emotional intelligence as well as traditional, you know, val, you know, right. degree intelligence. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the fa- reasons I find her so attractive because, uh, mm-hmm. she, she can read me and read situations. People are super helpful for me in every way. And it's been a, my teacher in a lot of ways, but not mm-hmm. in a like, okay, grasshopper, but just, you know, yeah. uh, just great. So I'm very, mm-hmm. very pleased. However, if we get into a disagreement on something and, and she expresses her opinion and I'll express mine. It seems like the, the, there's no closure. The, the sometimes our our conversations at a certain point, I'm like, I don't know how to say, and maybe it's just her personality. I, I I'll tell her, I don't know how to say what I just told you in any, I've tried it in three different ways, but this is my point of view. And maybe I'm not approaching it from an emotional standpoint, excellent, but I excellent, excellent question. Yes. The problem is you, you're, you're approaching that in a very manly kind of way. You express your thing, uh-huh. I express my thing. Okay, a woman's not doing that. Okay, she, she is talking, she wants room and, and space, and this is what you can do is provide her space for this. She wants to talk her feelings out. That's what mm-hmm. women do because of that difference in the brain structure. They, they use language different, see? You know, a, a guy uses language, and this is what I think you're doing as you describe this, to give and receive facts. Mm-hmm. A woman uses language to explore what she is thinking and feeling because it's coming to her as she's talking. So it's, it's, it's a different idea. So the thing is, um, when, she, when you're in that state with her, just kind of steady yourself and know that if a woman is bringing up a a difficulty in the relationship, a conflict or something that needs to be compromised mm-hmm. on or resolved or something, mm-hmm. this That's is true, a sure. compliment. It, it means that she is invested in the relationship. See, women treat relationships like guys treat cars. You know, you, you, you take your car and you go gas it up and you put oil in it and you wash it and you do stuff to it, right? Mm-hmm. Women do that with relationships. They, they take the relationship out and they want to dust it off. Now, what that looks like is that they, they – see, women really accept the idea that long-term relationships are going to require compromise and resolutions to different things. And that's going to take talk. It's going to take language. It's going to be sitting there patiently and going through some things. Now, what she's hoping is at the end of that deal, you will both understand each other in a deeper way. Now, again, a, guy, a woman's going to do more of the talking probably. And 
when that happens, a guy needs to go into breathing deeply, releasing his jaw <laughs> to stabilize his blood pressure. And I am not kidding because men do have a biological disadvantage when it comes to these conflicts in a close relationship. Their blood pressure can go up and they feel like they're flooding, like pressure, pressure, you know. And he would like to do anything to just get her to stop or to keep it very, very factual, you know. But mm-hmm. instead of that, if a guy just goes into relaxation, tells himself, you know, she cares about the relationship, she's trying to make it work better. So I can just, I can just relax and let this happen. Now, if a guy gets too flooded accidentally, <laughs> um, I think it's good to say, Sweetie, I need to take about 30 minutes alone, and then I think I'll be better able to talk about this. Could we meet back at about 7.30? Now, it may sound corny to say 7.30 or give a time, but let me tell you it makes Mm -hmm. a big difference because what happens to women, see, when when they begin the conflict, women's blood pressure doesn't go up. They're fine. They know that long-term relationships take effort and take talking. They they expect it. They did it with their girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So... So they're okay then. It's when the guy shuts down, then her blood pressure goes up, and she she begins feeling terrible. So if he says, I need a few minutes, but I can come back at such and such a time, then she'll she'll feel more settled. Mm-hmm. But he won't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, me... he, has to, he has to understand what she's doing, you know? That's his escape he, patch. He's like... Yeah, hey, let's talk later. But let's pick it up at eight thirty. Oops, the Yankee game's on. Or whatever. But then You're, her blood pressure. The housewives are on. You want to watch that, don't you? Yeah. So, but I totally but see, get what, it. What, what really it. happens, though, Robert? This is a pretty big deal because what happens is that the relationship can start to feel impossible to her. You know, how can a relationship go forward if he won't work with me on resolving things? See, her, her, she has a picture of the relationship where it's, over the years, it's progressing. And, it, and mm-hmm. it's getting so there are fewer and fewer conflicts because you've already worked through those. You've settled mm-hmm. them. Yeah, you, and a guy has to be uh, present in that and pay attention. Uh, those are the two key words. Because um, sometimes when uh, things quiet down, uh, you know, she's ready to leave. You don't know that. A lot of guys, I think, and I don't know if it comes up in your research with and I agree mm-hmm. that more women leave men than vice versa when it's in a committed relationship. But mm-hmm. it's usually or often, let's say, often a surprise to the guy because he yeah. kind of gets blindsided and figures like, what? Yeah. I remember I was living with a woman for a couple of years and then we were going to she wanted to break up. And I, and I said, well, let's talk about it. And she she wasn't a big she had her own emotional issues. And then when finally when it was over, I said, well, what's what's wrong? And she's like everything. I'm like, what do you mean? Everything. And uh, yeah. of course, everything wasn't wrong. But in her mind, mm-hmm. since whatever was the main thing that was wrong was wrong, made everything wrong. But it was over regardless. Well, and it tur- turned out yeah. to be a good thing. But at the time, it was very of course, of confusing. Course. You know, and, 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 uh, and one thing that divorce attorneys say is that when a woman's made up her mind, she's made up her mind. And yeah. a lot of times what that's about is that the woman has been trying to present these things and he hasn't really heard now yes sometimes mm-hmm. the problem is that a guy will hear behaviors better than he hears words so yeah. when he sees her getting ready to leave he finally does hear but unfortunately mm-hmm. he's been using language now of course women and have to learn how to talk to guys too you know i I get that. Well, well, so a lot of them keep things inside and they think they've been, you know, in their own way, they think that they've told the guy, mentioned certain things, and maybe they really haven't, or they haven't expressed the severity of the, the mm-hmm. severity of the situation where, you know, this could mm-hmm. be a deal breaker. And instead, they just break the deal. And I think that's a lot on women because a lot of I times like the they word, don't. Yeah, I like the word deal breaker. I think that needs to be to be used. Um, but, you know, sometimes it comes down to some, some smaller stuff that has built up. Let, let me give an example. Women, Please. most women are hardwired and strongly motivated by empathy, getting into somebody else's shoes and feeling for them, okay? So to do that, they attach. 
to discern mm-hmm. another person's feelings. Now let's contrast that to guys. Most men are hardwired and strongly motivated to value and assemble systems. A system right. can be a pencil sharpener, it can be doing a radio show, it can be, you know, mm-hmm. exactly. any system that Agreed. has some rules to it. Now, guys detach to observe and figure out a system. So it's opposite, okay? So since most women don't detach in a relationship, they can misread it when a guy does detach. You know, like, well, let's, let's say they go on a date, there's great synergy, and then the guy does not text for three days. She can figure the relationship is probably over. Or it begins building up some hurt in her because she's used to a style of attaching. Okay, the guy's thinking, no, everything's fine. I just, if I get together with her again, I really want to make it another great date. You know, so so nothing's wrong on his end, but she needs more signs of attachment because of the way her brain is structured. Does that make sense, Robert? That makes absolute sense. Um, It's a big deal because a woman can have just a whole lot of hurts built up around that topic, you know. Mm -hmm. Then then there's another. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. no. Finish up because I want to – I've got another question, but I want to hear what you have to say here. I apologize. Well, there's another another thing that kind of builds up over time. And, you know, women have some special rules that men don't know about, (laughs) And one rule is that if she if she asks him a question, the guy will will return the gesture and ask the same question of her. Right. Now, if you listen to yep. women talking, they do that to each other. They just expect that it's a back and forth kind of thing. So she says, "How was your day at work?" He can answer, but then he needs to make sure to say, "Tell me about your day." Now, if he doesn't do that, you know. The woman begins to think that he doesn't care about her. He's not asking about her day. He doesn't care about it, you know. Now, I know a lot of guys figure, if you want to tell me about your day, feel, feel, feel free, go on, you know. Right. But it's the asking. The asking is part of the caring, you know. She's, mm-hmm. she's seeking information from you. She wants you to seek information from her. And if that, if that doesn't happen, that can build up as a, as a slight, you know, that just makes mm-hmm. her feel not cared about over time. You know, that's, that's, that's a great point. Let me, let me throw another question and I hope it, again, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll dovetail into, you know, parts of the book, which I think the last question did. So that was worked out great, but I have a, another, uh, I have a friend and, uh, mm-hmm. he and his wife and he confided in me, uh, he and his wife, you know, had a very active sex life and then they had a kid and then, you know, all the focus is on the kid and the the wife puts on some pounds and she mm-hmm. wasn't that into it. And then he told me, he was like, come on, you know, let's, uh, let's get it on. And uh, she mm-hmm. wasn't that interested. And the, the conundrum was he started to, he was told me he started to lose interest, but she was losing interest because she didn't feel motivated to do anything to be sexual because he wasn't making her feel good enough about herself to feel sexual then he wasn't getting any and then the whole the wheels kept you know intersected and and they kept spinning together so there was less interest on her part less interest Mm -hmm. on he just said the hell with Mm -hmm. it and i Mm -hmm. i I don't i think that's kind of common and it's a behavior it's an issue that what what is that what is that because i didn't know what to tell him i i got i gotta say first that when a woman gives birth, you know, her estrogen goes up hundreds of times, and that feeds into oxytocin. And mm-hmm. oxytocin is the hormone that causes the woman to bond with the baby. Sure. But the other thing it does, Robert, is it cuts off testosterone. So mm-hmm. she can't help it <laughs> that nature has, has uh, you know, made it this way, that she can't feel her sexuality. You see, yes. Um, mm-hmm. During during that time, you know, d- during those those, you know, the first I don't know how long, but just for, for a while when you're bonding with a kid, you know, it mm-hmm. she's sure. around the kid all the time. Now now we've had a better situation when when husbands have been in the birthing place, have been active in holding the baby, um, have been actually taking care of the baby more. See, then their oxytocin goes up. It cuts off their testosterone a little bit, and then the man and the woman get along better. But 
let, let me let me go back to your friend. He because she's so filled up with oxytocin and doesn't feel her sex drive. He's got to appeal to her on a more more emotional level. So, and I'm not just talking about lighting candles and that kind of thing. I'm talking about mm-hmm. him talking about his sexual needs using feeling words. You know, like what? It, it, well, like saying, you know, I I feel so close to you when we have sex. Um, it makes me feel like our relationship is one in a million. Um, I feel so um, just filled up with joy when we have sex. Now, you, you see how that's different from saying. I know that's tough because what he's thinking is, yeah, what he's thinking is, if I don't get laid soon, I'm going to go to Koreatown and get a massage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's that's how guys are. I mean, that's that's yeah, basically I know, but, the way yeah, it can work. But, but I mean. She's, she can't help that Mother Nature has taken sure. over and filled her with oxytocin. And, but there is a way to give sex during that time. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. a matter of um, of you know using words because her sexuality is going to have to open up not through a physical channel but through her emotional channel. So he's got to he's got to say, "I really love you." You know, mm-hmm. he's got to say stuff like that to open her up, so, and then that mm-hmm. will open the gate to being sexual. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now, now, this th- this one piece of advice will not be liked as much, but that is the guy needs to spend more time with the baby. <laughs> I mean, that no, really, no, really I, does I, I, help it. <laughs> you know, of course, it more it's t- you know, it's, it's tough. With I know, with my own, in my own situation, uh, mm-hmm. uh, spending time with the baby, I. I w- it's so tough as a guy and pe- mm-hmm. particularly somebody in business and all that to deal yep. with an infant. And now mm-hmm. as my son's turning three, like now I can go out and we I get some coffee. You want to get something. a little cup for him. And we sit there and we like have, have a <laughs> banana and I'll talk to you. I tell him about the tree or let's say went up to a fort at the top of central park. He sat on the yeah. cannon and you know, that's different than just like, do I have to change you again? <laughs> I smell something. <laughs> yep. But that's just the way it goes. But it's, uh, it's that's a great experience. So now you also yeah. talk about in the book, men struggle using body language. And I thought that was a very, very uh, interesting concept because that's absolutely true. So talk to us about yeah. that idea. Well, the deal is that women, as I've said, have more access to the right brain, which is where feelings are, that the right brain is hooked up to the body. So women use more um, facial expressions and gestures, and they smile more. We know that from research. Mm-hmm. So when a guy's talking to a woman, he, he it, if a lot, by the way, a lot of guys don't look at a woman when they're talking to her. <laughs> I've done marital therapy for 28 years, and I'm always saying, go ahead and look at her, you know, because you'll, you'll miss 65% of the communication if you don't go ahead and look. Um mm-hmm. So and 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 we know also that women trust a guy who makes eye contact with her, you know it it does something. But a guy will communication will start being easier with her if he does sensitize himself to nonverbal communication cues. You know, it is the main way people talk. So if if he if he watch to see if you know is she squinting, is she rolling her eyes, is she giving a half smile, is she shrugging? You know, this helps you connect with the person talking and feel more involved with them so even if he doesn't know what those things mean he can he can say um you know when you said that you squinted and i wondered what you meant Mm -hmm. because that's that's very nice it means that he's following her he's 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 listening on a Mm nonverbal less uh you know way and that that's that's a, a bonding thing to do. That's what therapists do. <laughs> How about those traditional those traditional cues that uh, we've all heard, like uh, if a woman's facing you and her feet are pointing your way, that she's interested or she's touching her hair or licking her lips? And Is all that stuff true, or do you say some of it is and some of it isn't? And what uh, cues I think, I think a man look for? Mirroring somebody? Yeah, yeah. I think a whole lot of it is super true because it's done unconsciously <laughs> you mm-hmm. know so yeah yeah you can watch you watch for all that you also talk about um validation for women T- tell us about okay. that because i don't think guys have any idea whatsoever or ever think anything about 
I have to validate my woman. I don't, I've never heard a guy mention anything about that. I, I'm not discounting the importance of it, um, but it's something that guys are clueless about. So help us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, women are language oriented. Um, they think that dialogue is the main way that you bond. So um, if he can um, reiterate what she said, particularly the feeling part of it, you know, like if, if, if she says, um, you know, I had the most awful day. My boss was an ass, you know. If if he will say, uh, you know, I I want to know I want to know all about that. T- tell me about that. Or if he says, um, I'd like to know how you felt when that was happening. That's very validating. Mm-hmm. He can also do it in a statement form if he if he wants to. But see, we don't have to make this all too tricky, you know. But but. He, he can say things like, that must have been very hard. It sounds like you've mm-hmm. had a tough day. Yep. You know, just a statement of what's very, what's true on a very simple level. Okay. You also talk about, you'd say, mm-hmm. to, I'm going to put the two th- kind of thoughts together. Um, okay. Women seek unity and feelings over facts. And then you also say that women rarely seek power they seek connection. It's kind of saying something similar on parallel lines, if you will. And Mm -hmm. I guess my question is, uh, you know, in the business world, I know from working in the kind of rough and tumble New York advertising scene that Mm. women seek, women seek power, no doubt about it as they should, because men are seeking power too. So, you know, everybody is in the same playing field, whether it's a fair playing field or not, you know what, Everybody uses what, what they can use, and that's just the way it is. But uh, how are you, and what framework are you using these uh, concepts? Women seek unity and uh, feelings over facts, and also uh, women rarely seek power, but they seek connection. Is that yeah. between yeah. Men and women in a, in a social situation? Well, I'm going back to basic brain structure. You know, women have a more affilia- affiliative brain. You know, they, they want, they seek relationships. And you know that a lot of women who have been in power in the business world have said, you know, I'm going to quit this job. I want to go home and just do what's important to me, which is take care of my kids, you know. Um, yes. Although I'm not denying what you're saying, Robert. But, but men basically have a, a brain that's set up for competition and for seeking power. You know, and and they, they have a, there's a part of the brain called the DPN for short. And, um it's uh, two and a half times larger in guys. The, the reason it gets so big is because when testosterone at adolescence goes from one cup to two gallons, <laughs> it did, then uh, reshapes some of the brain. And uh, so, so guys, uh, the, D, the DPN causes them to want a one-up position and to seek what we call social dominance. You know, they, they mm-hmm. want they want to get up there, right? Now, women can do that too. Women's brains, largely because of childbirth, women's brains are, have a lot of plasticity. Now, we, we all do, you know, but women in particular do. And so they, w- women entered the male work world. Men did not enter the women's work world. Men, you know, women entered men's, a, a, an environment mm-hmm. organized, the male values of the bottom line and so on and so forth. So when yep. women entered that, their brains had to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. Great and point. so, yeah, yeah, there are women who are seeking power, no doubt, you know. Yep. Okay. Um, I really hope that women retain all that they have to give um, in the area of nurturance and empathy. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. All, okay, last question. Yeah. I know you got to. I know you got to roll. So, last <laughs> right, question: right. What's the one okay. piece of advice you can give men? What's the one thing they do, if nothing else, besides buying your book? But after they read your book, what's <laughs> the number one thing they should do? And then I want you to tell us where you can find more about you and your, where okay. we can get your book, your website, etc. You bet. Um, um, a woman loves a man who asks her about her feelings, and those are really feeling thoughts because they're combined. Um, and gives her space to talk about that. And, and that goes over to when there's a conflict in the relationship, give her space then too. Because if she's involved in trying to solve that, she's invested. And, 
once she goes silent, she's at, she's got a foot out the door. So you want her to talk. You really want mm-hmm. to encourage that kind of talk. And you can you can always find my books <laughs> at books by Catherine Foster PhD dot com. And Catherine is K A T H R Y N. Great. All right. Well, listen. I know you got a jam. So thank okay. you so much. The book Absolutely. is called. Uh, what women want really and uh, you're a great guest and I really enjoy talking with you I hope we can do it again so let's stay in touch and we'll take it from there all right thanks so much Dr. Foster Mm -hmm. be well bye-bye okay folks that's our show for this evening our special guest has been Dr. Catherine Foster good insights good information for guys and learning how the female mind works and so different so so different so guys pay attention will you I know I'm 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 a working uh, I'm I'm a work work in uh, I'm a, what is what is the I'm losing I'm I'm blanking out here I'm a work in progress and will always be but we all should be but we can pay attention and be present and be ourselves too so guys I know you have to do what Dr. Catherine mentions in her book and I think it's all great advice but you have to do it from an authentic standpoint it's like really about what we talk about better men better world so. Uh, that's our show for this evening. Thanks to all our listeners out there, as usual. Next week, we've actually got another relationship expert, a woman by the name of Liz Rave, is going to be on here. And I'm looking forward to that. I haven't met her yet. And uh, we'll take it from there. We've got shows booked right through June. And uh, I'm going to be making some announcements about some ways we're going to be shifting the show a little bit once we get into the summer. So thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Enjoy. If you're a football fan, the NFL draft tomorrow. And remember that... Uh, Unlike the New York Jets, guys, guys finish first.